0: Yeah. Hello, welcome to the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We listen to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, or on iHeartRadio. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. I'm your host, Bo Cephas, and I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. Longhorn, what's up, buddy? All right, all right. Ooh, Bo
1: Cephas, here we go. I hope everyone had a fantastic Thanksgiving day, but it is back to work for us, buddy. And I gotta tell you, this picking the one loser out of a group shit is getting fucking old. We had, (laughs) we had leans to Detroit, to Vegas, but of course we sent out the only loser in New Orleans on Turkey Day. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you go to the bar and there's a big breasted blonde on one side giving you the green light and there's a big booty brunette on the other. And every time this season, we're picking the one that you take home and she's on her fucking period. It's so, it's so annoying. It has to turn around at some point for sure. And of course, this broad will have the audacity to over explain the situation. Well, my god, my gynecologist says I shouldn't have sex on my period. Oh, is it, is that right, sweetie? Well, what does your fucking dentist say? Because your mouth seems to work just fine. <laughs> now. Whether you are here for the funny. It's a quest for fun. I'm gonna have fun and you're gonna have fun. We're all gonna have so much fucking fun we'll need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodle out of your assholes. Or you are here for the money. Anybody tells you money's the root of all evil, doesn't fucking have any. They say money can't buy happiness. Look at the fucking smile on my face. Ear to ear, baby. You have come to the right place. Two questions for you people. Do you like football?
0: What a stupid question that is. What a stupid question. You ask a lot of stupid questions. My
1: apologies, Mr. President. I'll do better. Do you like money?
0: I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in.
1: That's right, Am Senator. That's exactly where we come in. And we have weekly, monthly, and yearly packages to fit your needs. Go to our website, thefootballgloryhole.com and hit us up for those free picks, premium picks, and betting strategies so you can bet football the right way, the winning way, the football gloryhole way. Y'all know the drill. By now, we will make you laugh. (laughs) We will make you cringe. Holy Santa Claus shit. But most of all, baby, we will make you a shit ton of money.
0: Woo! 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 Ow! Love that money!
1: Now... With all that business out of the way, welcome, welcome to the world's number one football capping podcast, Bo Cephas, as always, right here on the sports patio, we got the TVs glowing. We got the beer heavily flowing tonight, and right now it is everybody's unfortunate favorite part of the show, my friend. Tell the people all about your horrible... Fucking disgusting. Cold beer, hip. Choice of the week.
0: Well, thank you very much there, sir. Tonight I am drinking a Peroni from Roma, Italy. Very solid beer, Mm. three and a half stars. And I drink this beer every Thanksgiving because my family eats Italian food because turkey (laughs) fucking (laughs) blows. Yeah, yeah. And also, every Thanksgiving, I do recant the true story of the original Thanksgiving here on the podcast, so FGH fans, here we go. Yeah. All right. The first Thanksgiving did not happen in 1621, as most people think. It actually happened in 1637, after the Pilgrims finished off the massacre of the Pequot tribe at the culmination of the Pequot War. And after the Pilgrims were done murdering all those men, women, and children, they said, Hey! Let's have some goddamn beer and eat one of those ugly ass birds always making with the fucking noise they kid. <laughs> and also, another fun fact about the Pilgrims, they were never Pilgrims. They didn't even call themselves that. They were separatists from Holland. They came here to make money and not for religious freedom. In fact, they came here to set up a religious theocracy, which is the exact opposite of religious freedom. And although they ultimately did fail at that, what they did accomplish was getting rid of all those filthy fucking savages Mm -hmm. off our goddamn land, and they sent them to the swamps of Florida and shitty-ass states like Oklahoma and the Dakotas. And because of their great commitment to greed, power, lust, and good old-fashioned racist genocide, we gather every year as a family and tell them how thankful... We are that they were terrible, terrible people. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Mm -mm. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into that.
1: There's a couple of questions and problems (laughs) I have with a a bunch of that, but um, (laughs) it's your story. You stick to it, so let's just roll on. All right, boys and girls,
0: into the podcast where the good, the bad, and the hard. Are you fucking kidding me? And we're going to go over every game in the NFL that's left this weekend in the air tonight. And of course, of course, we got free picks coming up to get you paid. But first, we got to get paid, and to do that, here is this week's sponsor. This week's podcast is sponsored by the Vaginator 4000. Guys, everyone knows the older we get, the less inclined we are to do our marital duties. The problem with that is, the older your lady gets, the more she tries to put the hustle on Russell, the one-eyed muscle. And to make matters worse, you know if you keep declining to launch your tuna torpedo, she's eventually gonna go pud-pounding around town. Now, most companies would want to sell you some drugs to enhance your libido or some such bullshit, but I'm here to tell you the problem isn't with you. It's that her baby-making parts are going fucking CRAZY! Well, if you want to keep your woman around, you better buy her the Vaginator 4000. The Vaginator 4000 isn't your standard sexual aid. It is a revolutionary new product that will satisfy your lady's juice box no matter what her preference is. Does she prefer external stimulation? It'll flick that bean like mean Joe Green, baby. Is she a fan of penetration? It's size adjustable so she'll never feel like she's throwing a hot dog down a hallway. So, if your lady can't stop fiending for subpoenaing, she's constantly trying to chuck on your morning wood. God damn it, if nothing seems finer than a big old vagina miner, get her the Vaginator 4000! That's Vaginator 4000 for all your lady's needs. And hey, maybe she'll even shut up and let you watch the fucking game. Jesus Christ, Longhorn! That Vaginator Four Thousand sounds like a hell of a product. I actually sent you one of those <laughs> a couple of Christmases ago, but no. I see that you didn't give it to the missus, as that was, I believe, two wives ago. So you obviously did not give her that gift uh, to keep her around the house and keep her satisfied. So I'm just kind of wondering at this point, like, buddy, what what'd you do to, with my Christmas present there? well i mean
1: <laughs> that's so stupid vaginator what, what thousand level four, was this four thousand yeah oh the four thousand like i don't know i guess i guess maybe the the ladies were expecting something with a little more kick like maybe maybe they're holding out for the ten thousand i don't know but we didn't need it uh if you want it back you can have it and use it for whatever it is you use it for but no <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm good over here. (laughs) And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. Is
0: this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good.
1: And the are you fucking kidding me?
0: Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? All right, boys and girls, as all. We'll start with the good, and the good last week was, uh well, nothing, really. Uh, <laughs> Longhorn, you did hit the sound on Minnesota and the danger zone in Houston. Great calls there. But other than that, very ho-hum week. Lost a couple units. You mm. know, just uh, another one of those blah-fucking weeks. Yeah, all the teams were on a period last week. It was, it, it <laughs> all sucked. <laughs> all right, we're going to move on with the bad and the bad Well. That's me last week. I said Seattle was going to win versus Arizona, and they couldn't even beat a backup quarterback <laughs> at home. So yeah. I have no excuses there. And that game was never even close. It wasn't like, oh, there was this. Oh, there-. No, they just fucking lost to Colt fucking McCoy and the Cardinals at home. Oh, terrible call by me. Terrible call.
1: I had already checked out of football at that point, so I will take your word for it.
0: All right, we're going to move on to the you fucking cover. <laughs> and for uh, that this week, how about a game that just happened today? We had Uh-oh. UTEP plus 13.5 versus UAB. Uh, it was a 28-25 game going into the fourth quarter. Very good game. Both offenses humming. Both defenses hanging in there. A real toss-up just like we thought it would be. And an easy cover because of a very inflated line. And then UAB just outscores UTEP fourteen to nothing in the fourth quarter, and we fucking lose. Longhorn, the amount of complete fourth quarter fucking collapses this year that have cost us money is borderline fucking insane. It's dry, it's fucking driving me insane. And I'm so glad, though, honestly, that all of this is piling up on us this year, and yet we're still winning somehow. Because, uh, buddy, it's going to fucking come a year where this shit doesn't. It, it goes for us. And we're going to hit over 60%. And at our volume, at what will probably be over 300, 300, 350 picks by the end of the year, at that volume of 60%, holy fuck, we're going to fucking be doing the goddamn money dance.
1: Yeah, that's why, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, even if you do have a rough year, you know, like it's it's still it's just like the stock market. Like we say all the time, it's it, it goes up and down. Not every year is fantastic, but like you just said, when that shit does all line up and we hit sixty percent or higher at our volume, oh my god, you, we're gonna be we're gonna be doing champagne popping everywhere. <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and
1: girls, children of all ages, it's time! Oh my god! Okay, it's happening! Stay calm! F- what do you think is happening right now? What's happening over here? Excuse me, what is happening here? What is happening? What
0: the fuck just happened? Oh, you know what's happening! It's time for all those winds coming in the air tonight, baby! All right, boys and girls, it's time you all have been waiting for. It's time to go over every NFL game left this week in the air tonight. And long. we're going to start up in New England with those goddamn Patriots. Yes, they are the goddamn Patriots again. Because they won't stop fucking winning. And they're seven-point home favorites now versus Tennessee.
1: Yeah, this is one of my shorter write-ups. So uh, you got, you got A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Henry, of course, out for Tennessee. I really just don't know how Tennessee scores here. Uh, it does feel like one of those trappy type lines, um, and hasn't really moved a lot, honestly. Um, like you think it would, so it does feel trappy. I do like New England much better as that teaser play. Take them down to, um, uh, you know, whatever. You, it's basically a pick'em. I don't know what you just said. The line was at currently, but take them down to that safer area of a pick'em uh, at home. Um, but I will say this right now. With PFF on PFF, the number one ranked overall team in the NFL that they have is New England. So, fucking look out, man! Like, like they are—they got it cooking right now. So, yeah, I I can only lean to New England because I just really don't know how Tennessee scores in this game. I think, I think New England could score twenty points and get the cover in this game. So, uh, I guess I lean to the under, and I lean to New England, and I certainly like New England in a teaser play.
0: Yeah, I like the teaser aspect of that. Um man, this line just seems like it's gotten completely it's got man, it just seems like it's gotten inflated just a fucking tad to me. If you looked at the opening line for this, way back when the numbers first came out, it was New England minus one. So you're talking about a six point upgrade slash downgrade between these two teams, which Honestly, it's not that far off because the power powerings. This is a zero point delta, so I think the number's right on where it's supposed to be. Uh, the only thing that I'll have on Tennessee is they are the before the buy uh, road favorite, which since two thousand fourteen, those teams covered fifty five percent of the time, so better than average chance for them to cover this by that trend. But like you said, with the injuries, hard to see how they score. The only the only caveat I'll say to that is. Bill Belichick's best strength as a coach is he takes away, you know, your best strength and makes you play left handed, and you hear that all the time. I don't know what I don't know if he knows what to take away at this point. So maybe that gives Tennessee a little bit of element of surprise, and maybe that gives them a little bit of uh leeway to go out and try to do some things that they haven't normally done. I don't know. But New England definitely is rolling. But man, what Another interesting thing, too, is when you got a team like this with a young leader is how they handle success. So we'll see how, you know, they handle being a big – this is the first time New England's really been a big favorite against a good team the entire season. They've been big favorites against, like, Houston and the crap teams. But Tennessee's a good football team. They're missing a lot of people. But we'll see if they can handle being a whole touchdown favorite. What, what What's that over Do You got it in front of you? 43-and-a-half. Uh, yeah, like, with everything
1: you just said, knowing that Tennessee's not going to be able to score a lot, I mean, it's so Belichick to throttle this back, take zero chances. It's going to be punt city. Like, So, actually, yeah, that my favorite bet on that is absolutely the under. Absolutely. There's no way they get to 43
0: in this game. All right, we're going to move on to the aforementioned shitty Houston Texans, and they are hosting the New York J-E-T-S. <laughs> yes, Jets, Jets. And uh, they're two and a half point home favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I think everybody knows this is coming. This is <laughs>
0: this is definitely the
1: hello corner TV game. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we actually need the Jets in this game uh, with our you know preseason season win total tickets that we have. Oh, it's just, it's so ugly. I really don't want to watch this. I actually think Houston's going to get the win here, unfortunately. Um, now, as far as that two and a half, if it gets to three uh, by game day, which it might, uh, you know, lean to the Jets there for sure. At this number, two and a half, probably still lean to the Jets, to be honest with you. But, you know, that fucking... Tyrod Taylor, man, he, he is just not going to quit, man. He will not quit. So if, if, if we get good Tyrod Taylor here, he's absolutely going to will them to a just disgustingly gross win here that you never want to watch. Um, Wilson is starting for the Jets as far as, as last I heard. So maybe that high variance of a rookie quarterback will help us out here. And maybe it's just this, you know, maybe the one game this year that he just pops off and, and throws for 300 and two or three touchdowns. We sure as fuck need it. I don't like that Michael Carter is out for the Jets. Like, he has been really coming on lately uh, at that running back position for them. So, man, just we need the Jets. It's probably not a spot you want to be in. But,
0: um, yeah, go Jets. Yeah, go Jets. Again, this is another zero-point delta in our powering, so we got a shot. We got a shot. It's definitely a coin flip. And this, and I forgot to mention Tennessee was on this trend too. Teams uh, who did not cover the week before facing teams that did cover are now 41-16. and 16.
1: Damn.
0: So it is a complete flip-flop fucking league this year. So Damn. the Jets are one of those teams that did not cover. Houston did. Um And Tennessee, same boat versus New England. So, you got the flip-flop factor going on both those teams. We'll see about fucking uh, Ponyboy Wilson if he can uh, – Here's the fucking problem with that is you had a coaching staff who said he was basically probably not coming back this year, but then all of a sudden – Every fucking spare quarterback they could find, they signed, and they've all gotten hurt. And now all of a sudden he's good enough to play, which means either, A, he's not good enough to play, like health-wise, or they didn't want him to play because he fucking sucks.
1: Yeah, and that's the worst one.
0: (laughs) They're fucking protecting him because he's terrible. We are in fuck city for sure. But I will say this is the worst team that he will play all season. Because make no mistake about it, boys and girls, Houston is a very, very very bad football team. I know they won that game last week. That took every bit of every miracle of fucking football confluence that ever happened ever in life. Tyrod Taylor was terrible in that game. Uh, I think he threw for like 100 yards. (laughs) Well, it was a monsoon in his defense. But he wasn't as bad as fucking Tannehill. Tannehill was worse than terrible. Tannehill was fucking ungodly fucking bad. He didn't throw four interceptions like Tannehill did, and that's why they won that football game. But... Let's not act like Tyrod Taylor is a fucking world beater because he <laughs> you, fucking ain't.
1: You want to see? This is so hilarious. So obviously the 31 and 32nd ranked teams overall PFF are, are the Jets and the, and the the Texans. So great. Somehow those two are worse than the 0 and 10 Detroit Lions. Like <laughs> they
0: both got two wins and they're behind Detroit Lions who has zero wins. That is hilarious. Which you know what? That's why we're the sharps because our power rankings reflect the exact same fucking thing. There you go. All right, moving on. Those New York football, I guess, Giants. They're hosting those goddamn dirty, cannot lose Philadelphia Eagles, and they're yeah. three and a half point home dogs.
1: Yeah, I put in last week. I put in a Philly division winner ticket before before the games. It was it pays off seven to one. They are surging right now, of course. Now, with Dallas losing on Turkey Day, that's looking even better. Uh, Philly obviously saw that game on Thursday. They know they have a path to this this division, and they still have two games left versus Dallas. So, man, all the motivation is on Philly's side in this game. The matchup in this game, New York Giants are 30th DVOA on rush defense. This is this is and Daniel Jones sucks at home and I and I even saw trickling information popping popping in the day of these players for the for the Giants getting hurt again or maybe not playing. It's like they are snake bit this year. Two teams going in two different directions. Uh, I think this is going to be a bloodbath. You got the Daniel Jones factory at home. He always sucks there. They're going to turn on him faster than they're going to turn on this entire team. They just lost their uh, offensive coordinator. They fired Jason Garrett. You know, like. I don't know how that's a. I mean, obviously he sucks. We know he sucks, and you know we you got the whole Freddie Kitchens thing coming coming in at, uh, for him. And I I don't hear the drops right now, but they'll probably be in there just nonstop this <laughs> whole time. This whole time I've been talking, so I I can't wait to hear that later. But yeah, this is you know, this is a Philly blood bloodbath. I don't see any other way to to. to and and that that line at three and a half, that just feels like Vegas is like putting that hook out there for people to take the Giants when they know that, you know, they want you to take the Giants is basically what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, I think they do, too. Uh, And our numbers do, too. Our numbers are on the Giants, but this is one of those games that I don't know that we could follow uh, the system, which, again, overall is not a very smart thing for us, obviously. We should already be 2-1. We're (laughs) 0-1. We pick awesome, though. We do great. We do. We pick the best. (laughs) Uh, So... I'm not saying, but I am saying. Uh, yeah, I know. And then on the other side, the flip-flop factor. The Giants of Philly, same thing. Philly covered, Giants didn't. God, so man. you got that going for you, and you also got the fact that nobody in the world thinks the Giants are gonna win this game or even stay in this game. Like you said, yeah. Sterling Shepard's out. Uh, I think whether Todd Ends is out. Barkley is listed as doubtful. Not that he really fucking matters. That kid is a fucking straight bust. <laughs> Um, Straight bust, homie And Daniel Jones, one thing I heard this week It's crazy The split on this So before his concussion Against Dallas where he got fucking knocked loopy And was stumbling all all over the place He was the number 8 Ranked quarterback in QBR Which is a very, very good uh, Metric to judge quarterbacks I'm not saying it's end all, be all But it's a very good one Number eight in the league, which nobody would want to believe that. But for his career, I think he's averaging around like 16. He's about an average quarterback in that stat, which means he's pretty much an average quarterback in the NFL, which, again, the public narrative would say he fucking sucks, he sucks, he's terrible. Nah, he's about average. But anyway, uh, since he got knocked loopy, he's 44th. So he's not even – you wouldn't even call him as a backup to a backup at this point. So – He's playing worse than he's ever played in his entire life. His weapons are the thinnest they've been all season. His offensive line is a complete fucking shit show. And of course, on top of that, now we've got old Freddie Kitchens, Longhorns used to be favorite coach. <laughs> uh, and then that's a
1: cheap shot. That's a cheap shot. It is.
0: I mean, you know him, Dan Campbell. I mean, you just know how to pick them, sir. You know how to pick them. That's what I'm apparently. saying. Apparently, apparently, we, me, and we. Yeah, but I mean, I'll, I'm just gonna have to lean to the numbers and go. John, I, I have no faith. I have no faith in that pick. But just because everybody and everything and everything else says Philly and it's the NFL, even mm-hmm. though I've said three weeks ago on this podcast that Philly was going to make the playoffs, and you laughed at me, and a lot of our listeners laughed at me, and you know, it is what it is. But our numbers say that Philly's a really good team, and if you look at what Philly's doing, they are copying. To a letter, the Baltimore model, and I saw another stat that showed Jalen Hurts, if you looked at his first, uh, I think it's 12 or 14 starts, whatever it's been now, versus Lamar's, their numbers are identical. Throwing, running, I think Jalen Hurts actually has a better uh, turnover, touchdown-to-turnover ratio, all things considered, fumbles and everything, than Lamar. They're literally just running that play, and we've seen that if you can run that play with an athletic quarterback – it does work in the regular season. It leads you to a lot of wins, and they're doing it. And they—they're now fully committed to it. Hertz is fully committed to it. So they're dangerous, man. They're dangerous in the regular season. And once they get, it's—it's it's like it's like watching, you know, the service academies in college. Once you get that option rolling, man, it's fucking hard to stop. And once you get down, people stop being committed, and it just—it just snowballs on you. It really fucking does.
1: Yeah, I don't think that I, I – earlier in the year before they went on this winning streak, I got burned a couple times on handicaps and sounders with them because they just wouldn't – the, they had the trenches matchup advantage, but, you know, early in the year they weren't using it. So they kind of like – they made me look stupid so much early in the season that I kind of like just didn't want to believe it when you said that a few weeks ago. But, again, like I said, you know – They've been doing it for so many weeks in a row, that now they've got to figure it figured out. And last week I put that ticket in at seven to one. I wish I didn't when you said it. Probably could probably could have got that at like twelve to one or something like that.
0: Yeah. So they, to your point though, and you weren't. It's not. It's not that you were wrong. It's just that they were wrong. With what they were doing. Their first. Through the first five weeks, they were throwing the ball sixty-two percent of the time. To the last five weeks, they're running the ball over sixty percent of the time. Yeah. So they've had a complete shift in their entire team theory. And dynamic, and guess what? That's what you're going to have to do if you draft a guy like Jalen Hurts. He's not a typical pocket passer, he's not a great thrower of the football, but guess what? We've seen you can win football games in this league if you fully fucking commit to a system like that. And with a talented athlete like Jalen Hurts, who can make just enough throws, you know, to kind of get you by if you get those explosive plays in the running game, which they've been getting it. They've been playing really good defense, too. Yeah. Great. All right, moving on. Those Indianapolis Colts they're at home, they're hosting the top of Brady Buccaneers and the three point home dogs. Yeah, this um, this handicap comes down to honestly two
1: players for me that I really want to see if they're playing uh, for both teams. One is Vita Vea, the, the future Hall of Fame defensive tackle for Tampa Bay, and the other one is uh, fifty six for Indy, um, Quentin Nelson. Like. Uh, first of all, we all want to see that matchup anyways. We want to see one of the best future Hall of Famer guards go up against, the, you know, one of the better DT tackles we have in the league. Once I know that status for those two players, you know, it'll, it'll become a clearer picture. Um, Indy started the season 0 and 3. You know, they, they had all these injuries at the beginning of the season. The offensive line was in shambles. The quarterback was kind of just taped together with duct tape, but they're 6 and 2 since then. And their two losses are that crazy game they had against Baltimore, where they had that big lead and Baltimore came back. And then the other one was the was the overtime game against Tennessee and the old left handed pick six that went that went through <sighs> in that one. So, bottom line, Indy might be you know in the last month the best team in, in football, or right certainly right there with some of the best teams in football. But they've been doing this because their entire offensive line is finally intact. So if 56 is out for Indy, I just don't like it as much. If he's in, and and even if Veya is in, if 56 is in for Indy, I do lean to Indy here. I like that a lot. You know, Tampa Bay has had troubles on the road. Uh, Brady's had the trouble. Trouble Is this in Tampa or Indy?
0: No, it's in Indy.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought. So, yeah, tr- troubles on the road for Tampa and Brady overall, so soft lean to Indy,
0: and if if the right injury reports come in,
1: absolutely love Indy.
0: Yeah, I got to lean Indy here too. The numbers are on Indy, and to me, watching Tampa Bay, I I, I hate to simplify things this much because, you know, I'm not a big believer in players, you know, Overall, I mean, a few of them matter more than others, but for the most part, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, they're all NFL players. But man, Gronk just seems to make such a difference. Oh yeah, he makes such a difference. And you know, they went on that little losing streak while he was out. He comes back in, they blow. You know, the Giants out. He has like six or seven catches, whatever he had. To me, and I and I said this last week about Cooper. You know, for the Cowboys. Even though you know we had the Cowboys against Kansas City, but in all honestly, we recorded that podcast and we, we put the bet in before we got that news. And if we'd have got that news first, I probably would have balked at that bet and went against the numbers and just made it a no play because Cooper's just that dude in that offense. And you know they did score points against the Raiders and they moved the ball fine, but you know they also had to come back from a very large deficit to do so. I think Dak threw like 250 yards in the fourth quarter. Just to get All him right. to overtime. And Gronk's just that dude for Brady. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's specifically with this offense, but for Brady, he's that fucking guy. And that's what scares me is the dude is back. And that's gonna be a big difference. But if Vea doesn't play, man, Indy can just flat out run the fucking ball. And that kid they got running for them, I uh, forget his name off the top of my head. Taylor. Oh yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Man, that dude can just fucking, he's just can flat out fucking play. He's what's carrying that team. As long as Wentz doesn't throw any fucking left handed interceptions, I think Andy no. uh, has a good chance to win this football game. Yeah, there you go. All right, moving on. We're going to go to. Oh, oh, of course. My Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. They're rolling, <laughs> baby. They are two point home dogs to Atlanta. Yeah, they are rolling for
1: sure. Um, this, this is the this is the official Longhorn versus the Computers game. Uh, I I just I don't I don't know why, and this happens all the time. I mean, this fucking happens all the time every week actually. But this one I just really it really irks me. Um, Cortel Patterson is back for Atlanta in this game, or he's supposed to be back. Uh, so that's going to give them act- two actual real players on offense to attack with. Um uh, you know, the Atlanta's coming off the primetime embarrassing loss. So you got that bounce back factor in primetime And Agnew, that running back slash wide receiver for Jacksonville, he that dude has been Goldilocks favorite receiver over the last you know, four or five weeks. Um and, and he's out in this game, so uh, just everything points to to Atlanta here for me. Um yeah, obviously I'll be happy. I'll be happy to be wrong. And uh is it still at two? Is that what you said the line's at? Is it stalling at two?
0: Yeah, two points.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's gonna go up anymore from there, actually. So you know, Jacksonville at two, I don't I don't you know I don't hate that, but I still, you know, like it was a it was basically a pick 'em at the earlier in the week, so uh just I don't convince me, I guess.
0: Well, um uh, Jacksonville's at home. I don't know how much of an advantage that is. (laughs) Okay. But Uh they're getting points. They're getting two points. They're dead even in our power rankings. So that should put us on Jacksonville. And if you look at their defense DVOA, Atlanta's 30th. Jacksonville's 29th. If you look at their offensive DVOA, uh, Atlanta is 31st. Jacksonville's 25th, so we've got the better offense and the better defense, and we're at home, and yet I'm getting points. So I think that this is just the fact that nobody, nobody wants to bet on Jacksonville, and of course, that's when we line up to bet on teams. So I think I think Jacksonville gets this win. This is going to be, what, win number three for them? It will be
1: win number three if they
0: get it. Yeah, I think I think it's, they win the game. Uh, and typically, this is what Matt Ryan does. Why this is who he beats is how he's made a career. Some people think is a Hall of Fame career. I think you're out of your goddamn mind if you think that guys a fucking Hall of Famer. If he's a Hall of Famer, then fucking Tony Romo. He better not been be a for, Hall of Famer. If he's he a Hall be of better. Famer, then Tony Romo is a first ballot Hall of Famer. So that's here, if you
1: want if you want something to make you feel better, just, just a real quick numbers thing that I'm not, you're the numbers guy. I'm not, but like, like one of the worst PFF grades that Atlanta has is the rush defense grade across their board. It's a 54.5 and, and the best grade that Jacksonville has across the board is their rush offense at 83.4. So if they can dominate that line of scrimmage on the offensive side of the ball, that's, that's your, that's your path to victory for, for Jacksonville. So, Let's go, Jags.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's just a matchup of two equally shitty teams, and you know, one of them is a young team trying, fighting, scratching, clawing for any anything, and the other one's led by a veteran quarterback who knows the season's fucking over, and he was hobbled last week during that game. So, you know, if, if things go badly, I can easily see him sitting down. We'll see, but yeah, I like I like Jacksonville here. All right. All right, we're going to move on to the My Hammer Dolphins. <laughs> and they are two-point home dogs to I am and the Carolina Panthers.
1: Literally the shortest write up I have this week. Uh, I, am, I want to middle this game. That's, all, that's the only thing I wrote down. I want to middle this game. So, so basically what I want to do is I want to take Carolina minus two because I think they're the better team and I think they're going to Um, probably get this win, but I also want to put Miami up to plus eight in a teaser and try to get, and try to middle the fuck out of that. So that's literally all I got. Couldn't find a big edge either way with the plus two, minus two. Um, you know, so because I think Carolina is just the, you know, even though that puts me on Cam Newton and I fucking hate that. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to play Carolina minus two and I'd like to play Miami at plus eight in one of those teasers. So that's all I got.
0: I actually like that a lot. Uh, I don't have a feeling in this game the numbers are split on it. You do have the flip-flop factor in your favor uh, for Carolina covering, as they did not last week, obviously, dickheads. Hmm. And Miami did, so you've got that going for you. But, yeah, I like that. I like uh, Carolina on the cover, and uh, but Miami on the teaser. But yeah. it also wouldn't surprise me to if Miami fucking beats them by 20. <laughs> so I, I've I've got I've got no no uh, feeling on this game either way. Yeah. All right, all right, we're gonna move on to oh the Cincinnati Joe Burrow backdoor Burrow Bengals. It's not having a backdoor so much anymore. They're actually you know they're winning football games. They're minus three and a half versus the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Yeah, this line stinks to high having both teams. So hit that sounder. There, you fucking kidding me? I am not in not on my watch. Am I going to sit here and pick Cincinnati to beat sweep Pittsburgh <laughs> in a, in, in the same year. You got you got Hayden Watt, Fitzpatrick coming back for the Pittsburgh defense. There's a payback factor cuz Cincinnati already beat them earlier this year. Yeah, there's... No, I'm, of course I'm taking Pittsburgh with the points. Of course I'm taking Pittsburgh to win. They will be in my money line parlay
0: uh, free pick. So I'm all the way in on Pittsburgh here. What do you got? Yeah, I love that. Uh, the numbers are split on it, but I'm with you on the no sweep. And I'm with you on the fact that, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, unbelievably, they're still, I mean, both these teams are still trying to win this division. So. Oh, God.
1: Very tight in that division.
0: Very, very tight. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you on that. I love Pittsburgh in the cover. I hope they do win. Uh, That will stave off our first official loss on our (laughs) over-unders for one more week. (laughs) One more week. Still alive. Still alive, baby. Still perfect season. Still intact. So, yeah. I'm going to say go Pittsburgh. I'm with you. Yep. All right, moving on to those Denver Broncos. And they're home dogs Two and a half points to the L.A. Superchargers.
1: Well, one of the easiest handicaps of the week for me. And back-to-back, back. hit that sounder, buddy. Uh, Teddy, two gloves as a dog. 19-3, and three, baby. This is his sweet spot. Denver wants to establish the run, and the Chargers simply cannot stop it. It's, it's, it's Denver all the way for me at home as that home dog at two and a half. They're a perfect teaser spot, up to eight and a half through the three and a seven. And
0: I'm also going to be on the money line with them. So, just like Pittsburgh, all the way around, love Denver. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. And uh, we need Denver. We have under totals on both these teams. And if Denver wins, we have a shot to actually hit both of these. Now, with Vegas beating Uh, the Cowboys, now we need Vegas to all of a sudden be world beaters and just go beat both of these teams the rest of the year and we're going to cash two out of three in the same division which is very fucking hard to do so go broncos all right moving on those san francisco 49ers they're three point home favorites and all of a sudden everybody's home cooking rice again and they're hosting the minnesota cousins
1: yeah well it's not gonna be Three in a row, uh, Sounders here. But I, I, oof, if I if I wasn't so snake bit on these Minnesota Vikings, then I probably would. Hey, you just hit them last week. I know, but I mean, hey, what have we seen from Minnesota? They will, they'll do you right one week, and they'll fucking shit all over you the next week. Uh, and that's kind of why I'm probably off of this. I do like the plus three, you know, in, in such a coin flip game, because because I I could not find an edge in this. Like I I, I couldn't find an edge either way um you know, nothing just nothing pointed either way. So when it comes down to that, my default is to take the plus three um, and rely I'll just I'll just rely on the computers and see if there's an edge over there. Um, but I do like the fact that let me see pull up the standings here. So five and five for Minnesota. If they win this game and get to six and five, I mean my God, with the losses that they have had, it just makes me feel so much better about the stupid pick that I made to start this year to win the division. It's probably going to end up not looking as stupid as it felt like it was going to a week or a month into the season, but also San Francisco is five and five. Now that division is pretty much Arizona's running away with that division. So it's, you know, I guess there, there's plenty of wildcard spots for them to fight for. So there's max motivation on both sides here. Uh, Bottom line, there's no edge really either way. So uh, my default is to take the plus three. What do you got?
0: Yep, exactly zero point delta by the power rankings. So coin flip as coin flip fucking gets. Um, like you said, max motivations on both sides, and both of these quarterbacks, Jimmy G, the resurrection of Jimmy G. I think the last three weeks there has been no quarterback. If you take all statistics combined, uh, there's been no quarterback better. In the last three weeks, then, Jimmy G in the NFL. He has fucking hit his stride, hit his hot streak. I don't know if he got the right fucking in town or what the fuck he's doing, but uh, he's back on his shit. And total QBR for the season. Tell you how good the dude's been, because you know how bad he was earlier. How good he's been lately. He has risen to number seven. Total QBR in the entire league for the entire season. Entire Hmm. season. That's how good he's been over this last uh, few weeks stretch. And Cousins is sitting right there at 8, so it's kind of where he resides now in the NFL. Cousins, by the way, is, I think he's like two touchdowns or three touchdowns shy of tying Tom Brady's record for most touchdowns with fewest interceptions um, in a total season. Now, of course, we've got a long way to go, but as far as percentage-wise, it's a fucking insane season he's putting up with not turning the ball over and still scoring the ball uh, through the air, so he's having you know total. I mean, his, his total stats are still about where they've always been. As far as touchdowns, interceptions, he's this is the best he's ever played ever. So, so, so that's interesting
1: that yours are. I mean, they're those DVOA and all those other quarterback statistics you have. They're they're different than the PFF always, and that's that's a good thing. The more you know, the more numbers and. Diversity you have with that, the, the better read you can get. But on here on PFF, Cousins is number two overall, right behind Brady, and Jimmy G is way down at number twenty-three. So I thought that was interesting. And the other thing that I thought was interesting is San Francisco, although they're five and five, they are four and one away, one and four at home. so weird shit going on there with uh, San Fran and their home away split. So.
0: We'll see how it goes. We'll see. That is a weird thing, the home and away. I heard that too this week, and I don't know. I don't watch enough um, play by play of San Francisco to be able to tell. I know we got a buddy of ours that does, and maybe he can answer for us. But I don't know if Shanahan tries to get more creative at home, tries to you know get away from his I bread and butter. I, I have no now. idea. That it doesn't make any sense. The,
1: the just i mean weather sunday in san fran is going to be you know 64 and sunny perfect weather so there won't be any, any factor there so i don't know
0: it is a weird thing but i'll tell you what is uh what is in san francisco's favor
1: Nancy Pelosi
0: no 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 i, don't, I think she i think she's officially a dolphins fan or some shit like that by now oh, but okay uh what is in her favor is that game starts at 325 and not yeah, but, at
1: noon but but if you take two hours off for the west coast thing then it's closer to the one right it, it's closer but it's not I mean, quite I there you, i don't know how you play with all these you know time zones but <laughs> i
0: mean i mean i don't know it'll be it'll be a good game not You will not see one noontime cousins tweet come from FGH as you saw many of them last week as we won that game. And like I said, my buddy hit that sounder for us. So no noontime cousins this week. There you go. All right, moving on. Those Green Bay Packers. Man, they're now consensus one and a half point home dogs. I see it at two at a couple at three at three different books. I see them two point home dogs. What? Yeah. you mean I get to hit an
1: unexpected sounder? Hit that sounder? Are you kidding me? You're giving Green Bay at home points a warm weather dome, basically dome team in the Rams headed to cold ass Green Bay in, you know, what's what's basically December uh, Green Bay. Rodgers coming off a loss familiarity with Stafford at, with Green Bay when he, you know, played for Detroit for all those years. He's never played well in Green Bay. What what? Why is the line going uh, – I'm not sure where the line is going that way because Aaron Jones is trending towards playing in this game. So, I can't explain that line move. Uh, Woods Woods being out for the Rams is so crucial. Uh, this is one of the more underrated injuries of the entire year. It's right up there with that Cooper comp that, that you were talking about earlier. Like, there's just certain guys that no matter what you think about them uh, – They're just—they're the glue that makes that makes the system work. So, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that this line's going that way, and I'm actually gaining points. But I will fucking take, take, take. Give me all that. Love Green Bay in this game. What do you got?
0: Yeah, man, I'm with you. I don't understand it at all. Uh, By our numbers, Green Bay should be a two-point favorite in this game. Um, The look-ahead line was one and a half Green Bay, so we were gonna have very marginal. Uh, value there to start and now we're getting it all the way to one and a half even to two points the other way i i i don't get it i don't understand it nothing in the number and and those numbers like i said they're you know baked in with the robert woods being there so even at their even at their best i don't know if this is overreaction for obj being there his second week or what it is but i mean i guess aaron jones being out but i mean they ran the ball just fine you know
1: and he's been practicing like he's training towards playing and also the weather in green bay saturday and monday so so the the sandwich spots for the sunday game there's a 70% and 40% chance of snow on those two days so if that changes now sunday does not it's not projected snow right now but even if it doesn't like the wet the temperature for both of for all three of those days is in the high of the of 34 low of 19 i mean this is going to mean Stafford, oof, this is this this
0: could get ugly. This could get ugly for, for Stafford. Yep, I'm with you 100%. All right, moving on. Sunday night football, those Baltimore Ravens are home against your Cleveland Browns. They're three-and-a-half-point <laughs> favorites. And the big question on everybody's mind is, is Poopy Britches going to fucking make an appearance in this game?
1: Yeah, I mean, I th- that is why that... And, and Baker's injuries, that is why this game is the danger zone game of the week. Yeah, so like you said, I mean, we don't know what's going on with Lamar and his, um, you know, I guess we just air quote illness every time like that we just air quote illness for for him and that that's just a safe spot to put that but baker baker is a walking fucking just medical unit at this point like his shoulder his fucking leg i mean he's just got all kinds of issues he's playing fucking garbage i've actually got it pulled up right here if i can click on it um baker where the fuck are you you are way you know what? He's on the second screen, so I won't even click to it. He's not even on the top screen. There's 38 quarterbacks here on the first. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go to it. He's fucking awful. He's been playing like shit. Um, but Lamar, like, like, you know, I don't – if he's going to go out there and put some Band-Aids on his aides and play, then i, I like them to cover this
0: qu- <laughs> quite easily.
1: But I – I don't know what's going on. So, so that's why this game is dangerous to me. Um, Baltimore is sixth against the run, um, defensively against the run. So that matches up very well with Cleveland and what Cleveland wants to do. Uh, just Everything points to Baltimore. That is going to be my lean. It's very dangerous because both quarterbacks are dealing with some fucking cockamamie bullshit. What do you got?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you on the Baltimore. I mean, it's... Um, now, our power ratings do have this, Cleveland, covering this, but the numbers are split. The power ratings do have Cleveland covering it. However, I mean, Cleveland is just trending in the wrong direction at the wrong time. And like I said, Baker's not played well in quite some time. And I just think that if you look at a guy like Harbaugh, man, the dude just knows how to win football games kind of no matter who his quarterback is. You look at I've never even heard of that fucking kid they put out there last week. Thank God we fucking covered that game, uh Chicago. Hundley. Hundley. No, not, that's not Dumbface Hunley that you're thinking oh. about. Is it a different Hunley? Yeah. That's a different Hunley. Hmm. Too many Hunleys. I didn't know there was more than one. That when I saw his name pop up, I was like, oh, fucking Dumbface Hunley. This is a fucking easy cover for us. And then I started watching, I was like, wait, that's not that dude. So Are you sure? I'm one hundred percent positive. Are you serious, Clark? Are you serious, Clark? <laughs> 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 How can there be
1: two dumb-faced Hunlies? No, this kidding. kid
0: didn't have dumb face. He did not have dumb face. Uh, Good-looking well, kid. He yeah. played dumb. Yeah, well, he got. He fucking beat the Bears somehow. He did. He did. Uh, but anyway, I, I just have to lean to Harbaugh and the fact that they're, you know, we said they were going to win the division start of the year. I think we did. Uh, no, I'll take that. Uh, I think I had Cleveland beating them in a tiebreaker. So, it's out of my reach. It's on the pinup board over there. I'm not going to get up to get it. So, we'll we'll review that later. Yeah. I think I think I actually did have Cleveland winning in a tiebreaker the division, but I had them both kind of sliding backwards, which Cleveland has slid backwards a little bit more than I thought they would. Uh, Baltimore is still winning games at the clip that they normally do. I wish, you know, if I could get it at Three, obviously better than three and a half, but man, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I don't think I can bet this game either way, but if, Cle- if Cleveland doesn't show up and play well, they don't have to win, but they got to, they have, to, they have to cover this game and take them down the wire or I'm fearing that the Brown season is about to go down the fucking shitter.
1: Well, it's a weird scheduling quirk too, because Cleveland has this game against Baltimore and then a bye and then coming out of the bye, they play
0: Baltimore again. Very weird. That's true, and Cleveland is the before-by, so they are on that away dog, which is, again, like Tennessee, 55% uh, covering trend since 2014, so uh, pretty good clip there, but we'll see if they can actually get it done, like you said, with all the injuries that they have. All right, moving on. It's the last game of the week. It's the Monday Night Football. It is... The Washington football team. Man, those fighting Heinekens. They are one-point home favorites versus the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, and
1: I'm torn on this game because, you know, look, we've seen this movie before. You know, what the skins of red on Monday Night Football. It's just one of those things that sounds good, but it just never really works out in your favorites. I mean, it's kind of like, I guess... I don't know. Maybe it's like having sex on a period. It just turns into a fucking crime <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's not that bad. And it turns into a fucking crime scene. And you're like, why did I do that? So that's, but on the other side, yeah, fucking Russell's finger is a deal. I talked about it last week. It was why I was, It was my word of caution to you. And he just does not look right now. He's getting closer to the actual time period of when he was supposed to come back from that finger injury. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe he'll, this'll be his bounce back game. I'd like to see it first, um, before I, you know, you know, make a bet or something, but like all your faith, this is, this is 100% just, do you have faith in Russell playing like Russell Wilson? Because if he does, they're going to win this game because the the trend on, it's a heavy Monday night trend against the, the skins of red. So I don't know, man. What do you got? Because, just to me, this just all comes down to Russell's finger. I would love to get, I would love to get inside information on the Seattle practices during the week and kind of get an idea of like, hey, how's he, uh, how's it looking during practice this week? Because that would be all I need to know to pull the trigger on Seattle in this game.
0: Well, the numbers on Seattle, um, even even with all the You know, battles they've been through in the year, they're still the better football team than the uh, football team, which too many football teams there, but still. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like you said, if you trust that Russ, which he did look better uh, last week as far as throwing some of the deeper balls, but obviously still not right. I have no idea what's going on with this team. I mean, I want to slam the table again and say, hey, Seattle, they're going to win, but they did burn me last week. Uh, I can't lean anywhere other but Seattle. It's either Seattle will pass for me. You talk about the football team's record, the football people on Monday night. They're two and sixteen at home <laughs> since nineteen ninety seven, <1997, laughs> and they're sixteen and or sorry six and twenty three overall. Oh my god! So they don't perform too well on Monday. Now that is straight up not against the spread. However, this spread is one point. So. Yeah.
1: That tells you what you need to know.
0: Yeah, they don't do well in the bright, bright lights. Um, so I think Heineken obviously played his very, very best game last week uh, to beat Carolina. And even if you watched that game, which I did because we had money on Carolina, I watched it very intensely. He had several throws that should have been picked off, and he got pretty lucky. But he also made some really, really great plays. And they ran the ball down Carolina's fucking throat so if seattle can't stop the run they're in big big trouble now if they can stop gibson in that running game and gibson's a fucking fumbler he fumbled again last week if they can stop that running game maybe force a fumble which doesn't seem to be that fucking hard from that kid you know i think that seattle has their way with him pretty handily but if they can't then they're in for a fucking football game i'll tell And again it's seattle pass for me on this one
1: these, uh, it's funny, these two teams are 21 and 22 on PFF overall rankings. Just just right there smack dab with each other.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, you know. oh, I mean, overall, we've got Seattle on our power rankings two points uh, better than the football team. So I think that's about fair, which give them two points at home. If you even give two points at home uh, for that terrible field they have at fucking FedEx and the no crowd that they have showing up, if you give them two points, it's a pick them. And we got one point, so that means we're getting one point of value on, on okay. Seattle. There you go. All right, boys and girls, that was all oh, those wins coming in the air tonight, baby! All right, Longhorn, it's time everybody's been waiting for. It. It's time for those free, I said, free picks of the week, baby. Yep. Yeah, and what I did
1: here is a four-team money line parlay. I jammed in three of our or my Sounders this week, and I packaged them up with New England. So we got New England on the money line, Pittsburgh on the money line, Denver on the money line, and finally Green Bay Packers on the money line. And this four-team Moneyline parlay pays you thirteen to one, so let's fucking get it,
0: man. I love a thirteen to one fucking payout. All right, boys and girls, it's time for the college free pick of the week. Last week I hit you with a parlay; it didn't hit. You know how we do. We alternate every. I can't just hand out free money every. I mean, I'd love to, but you know, we have policies here. There, you know, contracts. You know, it's a lot of red tape. But anyway, it's time this week to give out the single game and the free money this week we're gonna go under houston versus uconn under 54 and a half now boys and girls might be thinking to yourself wait houston scores a lot of points yeah generally they do but houston has everything wrapped up in this game they you know they're not in the playoff picture obviously they're already in their conference championship game they're 33 point favorites at UConn. They could win this game in their fucking sleep. Uh, if you want to bet them on the money line, they're minus 800,000. No, sorry, minus 80,000. <laughs> so I had to bet $80,000 to win a dollar. So I'm pretty sure they're going to win. I'm pretty sure they know that they're not, they're not going to put forth much effort here at all. And UConn, boys and girls, could not score in an Asian bathhouse with a fistful of fucking 50s. Mm. So this game's going to go under. It's going to be ugly. If UConn gets a 10, you know, you might have to sweat it. I doubt they do. Houston's going to score around 30 and duck the fuck out. This is a huge, huge play for us. And it's the under 54.5 Houston and UConn. It's going to be a fucking winner. Alright, Longhorn telling about that fabulous website one more time. Kinda of, kinda of just kept my
1: mind on that Asian bathhouse. <laughs> a little, a little dis- I feel like if I go to an Asian bathhouse, there's like a hundred percent chance that I will like slip into a hot tub next to a Biden. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> 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 All right, you glory hole seekers, that's going to wrap up another award-winning episode of the Football Glory Hole Podcast. We thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Y'all come back to the Sports Patio next week, and don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating so we can pay those bills. We give out free picks on our website, on our podcast, and also on our social media platforms. so people stop being sports stupid and use them all but more importantly, sign up for those free picks at our website so that we may become partners for life and both see as always in a mostly non-sexual way. People, stop throwing away your hard-earned money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign up, tell a friend, and join in on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a bookie again.
0: Come on. God damn it, people never pay a book again. Stephen Tyler, take us out, baby!